Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. My name is Heather. I'm your host, and I'm here with... Jeremy. Will. Oh, look at that. Synchronized. Will. <laughs> hey, guys. But you called me Toto today. That was weird. Uh, yeah, that was weird. When did you call him he that? He texted me. Somebody, somebody called me Toto. Yeah, like the, little the dog. dog from yeah. Wizard little of puppy. Oz? Yeah. yeah, Toto. Whatever. Oh, okay. I was trying to type two. T-O-O. I typed oh. Toto. <laughs> it was early. <laughs> I hadn't had my coffee yet. I understand that. That's how it goes sometimes. Yep. Yep. Have you had uh, coffee today? I had one small cup. And you I act like you haven't had any coffee. I, well, you know, I really Uh-oh. love this studio. Yeah. But one downside of recording at the Valley Campus is I don't get a cup of coffee when I come here. You know what? I'm going to bring Not in, one time have I received a cup of coffee. I have a small coffee pot that I travel with. Um, I'm going to bring it here. <laughs> of and course you here. do. Yeah. Why? Well, of course you do. Someone else's coffee pot. Of course you Yeah, you can't use the one in the hotel room. No, it's you gross. can't. It is gross. It's grossy, Josie. It it's grossy, Josie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I actually just said Baker, a few minutes ago get, that I was going to comment. Or the, comment. Out of the Red Bull <laughs> I was going to donate my uh, mini Keurig. <laughs> no, you don't need to. I really I have, a, I have a small coffee pot. It's a five. Uh, it makes five cups. It's better than a Keurig. Keurigs are gross. So you really travel with this thing? You've no. never you've never taken it when I when you travel with me. Uh, well, no, Julie keeps it just in case. You don't pack anything when you travel. With I, me. I I pack. So I'm an overpacker, right? So I pack a lot of uh, clothes and a lot of emergency underwear, which I'm always terrified. It's necessary. You have it to. Is I feel like when we've gone places together, <laughs> you don't pack anything. I do. You have like a hidden bag. I don't know about. <laughs> no, I do though. I pack a bag and I stuff a bunch of clothes. I roll clothes. I don't fold. Maybe oh, that's, that's why. Maybe why. you're just a really good packer. I am. So he takes good. like a backpack pretty much, and you're that's like, it. is that all you brought? And you know who like, is yeah. a light packer? Pastor Javes. Yes, he is. He don't even take clothes. He just no. wears it. He's like, we're going on a vacation for a week. Dude, I'll just wear the same thing the whole week. We're going to Ohio. <laughs> right. He packed like two pairs of clothes. We're going hiking. He's like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. I'll just let him. Yeah, I'll just put out my clothes. I, it would make me nervous because I'm like, you didn't pack like jammies? And he's like, no. I'm like, what are you going <laughs> to sleep in? I'm, we're sleeping in the same room. Like, what are you going to sleep? Your, either your sweaty clothes or nothing? Like, what What you got? Yeah. Either option is not so, favorable for you. Right. So are you a jammy guy? No. I'm not a jammy. You guy. don't have like close like actual jammies. No. Do you? Yeah, I do. I have jammies. <laughs> do you have like like? So I, I wear my jammy jeans. What kind? Are you like a British guy? Jammy you have jammies. like a, like the striped pajamas they button up. I, I so I do actually. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but I have I have soft I have soft pants. I usually like to wear like a big shirt. Like the flannel pants. Yeah, where I have okay. some flannel pants. I have jammy jeans. I like jammy, jammy jeans. Jammy jeans. Oh, jam, my jam, You've never seen my jammy jeans. He's preached in those before. I've not. People don't even <laughs> notice. <laughs> oh, so someone got me jammy jeans. Are they really? Oh, I thought they're here. Oh, I, I mean, here I preached them. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, so, during pandemic you preached. I'm sure I did. I preached without pants on during <laughs> pandemic, actually. I was wearing like, wearing like shorty shorts. Have you ever seen jammy jeans? Yeah, I have, They're the yeah. grossest things ever. Yeah. But I, I, my wife hates them. I love them. They're so comfortable. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Okay. Well. So you All don't right. actually pack light. I didn't know this about you. No, I, I thought you're no. just a really good packer. I well, do. he I learned to whenever. I mean, did you? were you always a good packer? A packer or did you learn that? Did you say paper? <laughs> paper. I, listen, probably learned that in the service, didn't you? Was, that's what I was going to say. You probably um, learned that in the service. We're recording this on Veterans Day, by the way. Thank yeah, you for happy your service. Yeah. <laughs> veterans Day. Veterans God, Day. I can't talk. Get the ladies of coffee. Shout out to the veterans. Yes. Thank you for your service. We appreciate you. y'all. Absolutely. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, it's late. But, yeah. Yeah. But the ladies of veterans. Yeah. We're thankful for you. Absolutely. So, um, you know who also packed light like Pastor James? Who's that? Jesus. Jesus. That's true. He traveled to his hometown. 
traveled around everywhere else. <coughs> didn't stay long. He's didn't have a place city. to didn't have a place to lay his head, is what he said. That's insane, isn't it? Yeah, it's so crazy. that kind of rolls us into our topic today. Um, the sermon this past Sunday was on Mark chapter six, the first few verses there. I think one through six, um, where Jesus goes back to his hometown. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, so what was your hometown like, Heather? Logan. Yeah, like. I don't know, just like how many people were in your graduating uh, class? There was about 160, I believe. Whoa, wow, that's bigger yeah. than I thought. Wow. In Logan, West Virginia? Yeah, Logan, The West rich Virginia. side of Logan. Wow. You know how many were in my graduating class in Hamlin? Um, Take a guess. Um, I'm going to say probably about 30. <laughs> what? That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. That was a really good guess. Thanks. Yeah, there was 30. Wow. I, th- I think we might have had like 32 and so a couple didn't make it. Is but. Logan like Lincoln? Is it like very similar? Yeah, I'd say they're similar. Okay. Logan's a little bit bigger than Lincoln County, I would say, because there's... Um, well, obviously, your school's bigger. There's three high schools in Lincoln County, or Logan County. Oh, wow, okay. It's kind of divided in, like, three portions, Mann, Logan, and Chapmanville. I've been to Mann before. I drove yeah. through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in Mann, you're Hillbilly, and Logan, you're Wildcat, and Chapmanville, you're Tiger, so... Oh, so they're, they're actual mascots, the Hillbilly? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We actually have some people from our church that used to live in Logan, in Man. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I went to Gilbert once. So I went through. Oh Man. yeah. Yeah, Gilbert was very interesting. My mom lives on Route Forty Four. That's near Gilbert. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy knows exactly where that road is. <laughs> I got lost like six times in Gilbert 40, trying to get out of Gilbert. Forty Four will take you to Gilbert. So you actually grew up in a small town too, though. I grew up in a real. Okay, so I was born in Charlottesville. Until that's not a small town. No, it's not. Until eleven ish, and then until uh, <laughs> when eleven ish. I can't remember. My, my childhood was weird. So then I moved to a very very small town. Um, yeah, it's, uh, technically the town is smaller than all y'all's. It's called Locust Hill. It's just not even. It's not even. It's a hill. It a hill? It's a literal hill. Yeah. It's like Colossae. Yeah. So yeah, I grew, I grew yeah. up on the water. So yeah, I was a river rat. So yeah, yeah. And then moved to a Suffolk, which is a larger, like a like a pretty you, big city. Did you have a um? Rat tail? <laughs> no, I never had a rat tail. Yeah, he definitely. No, did. I was not allowed to have. a You rat said tail. you're a river rat, not like he I could just see you having a, riv- a no, rat I tail. Like he, I was, sh- he went fishing every day. I did. I went fishing every day on the river. Yeah. He he. Like, I kind of got this Joe Dirt image in my head whenever you oh, said he said river like rat. Joe Dirt. He had a mullet. I wasn't allowed to wear sweatpants. He would like he would go down his jammy jeans, <laughs> and see, he would yell at all the bass fishermen and tell them they weren't real fishermen. I wasn't allowed to wear like when I because I lived with my dad at the time. I was not allowed. I had to have a high and tight. And I was not allowed to wear like sweatpants outside. Oh wow! Because I would have d- dishonored the Barry name. So this explains it. This, this is why, is why I got Jamie this Jean explains down. a lot. My finger to the whole Barry name. I yeah. take this Barry name. It explains, You're rebelling. It explains yeah. your now wardrobe. Now yeah. we get it. It is oh, okay. Yeah, he, he fought that battle. Now we get it. Yeah. So now that's you like live every day exactly. to shame the family. Yeah. Well, I was mostly thinking about the sweater vest, but it's okay. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Or that. You looked you looked nicer Sunday on on uh, uh, listen, the sermon. I've stopped wearing sweater vests. You should. I mean, I, I think I've worn one recently because like you've criticized me, uh, Amanda's criticized me, my own wife has criticized me. So I was like, you know what? It's, I'm it's over. I'm it's done. Just give up. It's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like this is move like a on. distraction to the yeah. gospel at yeah. this point. <laughs> it is. Move, it really move is. On. Yeah, move on. <laughs> Moving on along. So we got we got off topic a little bit. We no, were we're talking about small towns. We were talking about yeah. small and towns. Yeah. Sweater vests are very pertinent to the small town of culture. Course. Yes, um, they don't like them. So listen, the the saying "you can't go home" rings very true. I think um, 
The and saying pro- what? You the saying go you, can't, you can't go back it's home. It's a very simple saying. <laughs> you can't go home. You can't go home. You can't go back home. That's you, what I've bartenders say to drunk people. You can't <laughs> you go home. Go. Yeah. Because, because you can't drive. I've never been told that. Have you ever been told no, that? No. You can't go home. You can't go. There's a song who says you can't go home. I know that. Who says it's you a can't go home. Yeah, it's a country song. I know that song. No, have you all not ever heard? Y'all are... You really I'm not it. messing with you. I don't know I've what that's saying. I've never heard is. anyone can't say. Go home? Like can't the go home. the meaning of it is like you can't go back to your hometown and like be the person that you are today. I've I've heard another saying. Everybody dies famous in a small town. That's a country okay. Song well, too. you're just quoting country songs. I'm so. trying to save you because I've never heard you can't go home. Okay, well, so pretty much it just means like the person that you are today. You can't go back and live the life that you lived. Growing up. Growing up as the person that you are today. Because, um, you know, like for me, before um, Jason and I got married, I was this, in everybody's eye at church, I was little Heather, you know. Little Heather. And so people still look at me that way. Yeah. So um, it was really hard. Um, it was really hard for me, like whenever I was ready to step into more roles, um, like ministry-wise, for me to be able to do that because they still thought of me thought of me as a child instead of an adult. Yeah, right. So, you know, that's kind of how the saying is. Can't go home. Plus, also, my beliefs probably are a little, you know. Yeah. But Jesus had a saying. A little different. What does Jesus say? Well, he said a prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown. You know, he actually actually did not pronounce it that way. You're saying home? He actually pronounced it home, the proper way. Hometown? Because it's a long O because there's an E at the end. It's home. It's home. Uh, Go ahead. There's is no that how they say it in Middlesex County, Virginia? <laughs> yeah. Home. <laughs> Welcome home. That, that's, well, if you, no, no, we say there's uh, you can't go home. You can't. Oh, that's where that saying originated. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's why I didn't understand it. I've heard you can't go home. I hate home. you both. Just not home. 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 It's I hate home. You both. <laughs> okay, so home. we're going to talk about Jesus now, and not you. Home. And home. I do think it's awesome that Jesus was from such a small town. It is cool. Yeah. The size of Logan or Hamlin or yeah. Locust, what was it called? Where's Locust Hill. Locust Hill, yeah. yeah. Locust Town. Right near Cypress Hill. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, listen, my gosh. I, I, I am. No, I, it is cool that he chose. So it's, it's fascinating to me that he chose this middle of the no. I mean, he could have gone to Rome. He could have gone to. Because we didn't pick where we grew up, but, right. but Jesus did. Yeah, he chose. That's mind-blowing. N- nowhere. Nowhereville. And changed <laughs> the world, right? Yeah. Gosh. I mean, even, even as, even if someone was an atheist, he changed the world. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's, that's it's impressive. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's impressive that someone from Nazareth would would change everything. Yep. Whether you agree that he's Lord or not. So, um, just to kind of lead us into the questions, when Jesus went home to Nazareth to do his ministry, what was his reception when he was there? It was very when he got poor. There. They, actually, so we preached Mark six, which is his. It's actually his second visit to Nazareth. After he was baptized, the first one after his baptism, they tried to kill him. They yeah. literally tried to throw him off a cliff. It's true. And like, if, if people try to throw me off a cliff in some town, <laughs> probably, probably ain't, not going. I ain't back going there. back there. Right. Like, I'm Just done. I'm not going back to Nowhereville. <laughs> you can't. That's that's when the saying rings true. You can't go home. You can't go home. When they try to throw you off a cliff, you can't go home. <laughs> but but Jesus went back. He took his disciples back the second time. Yeah. And I think he was teaching them something. I think he was teaching them something about rejection, yeah. um, which we talked about a lot in the church this week um, about rejection. But I think I think Jesus is trying to give like an object lesson of, of show them what it's like to be rejected. Um, but in God's sovereignty, of course, you know Jesus knew he would be rejected, and um, and he still went and preached the gospel to them. 
and preached the good news and um and and he still healed people there. It says he didn't do any mighty works, but he but he still healed a few people, it says. So he's still uh he's still helping people in Nazareth. Okay. So that'll kinda of lead us into our um our first question just to kind of get things um started. So was Jesus thought well of by outsiders? Um, so this is so okay. This is a really interesting question, right? Because one of the requirements to be a pastor is to be thought well by outsiders, right? Jesus, yeah, doesn't seem to be. But I, I don't think in the same way that First Timothy three is warning about. Yeah. So, yeah, Jesus wasn't thought well of by outsiders, um, really at all. That's you know he was he was killed, right? Um, so. Yeah, you think there's anything to that requirement being written after the resurrection? Um, so so I I look at it and say, I'm what I what I think it means is that no one can levy something against you, even when Jesus is about to be killed. Right, Pontius Pilate says, "Listen, he's not done he's not done anything." Yeah, other than claim to be God, which he was, right? Right. So I think I think even the people who don't like him, they can't they still can't levy anything against him. Yeah, which I think First Timothy chapter three is kind of what it's talking. So you're about. talking you're talking about like it's more like people can't bring a charge, a legitimate charge right. against you. Well, because think about it, like like Jesus is saying you're going to be reviled and hated for sharing the gospel. Yeah. So that that can't it can't be well. Okay, people don't like me because uh, um, because they they don't like my message. So right, now I'm right. disqualified. I think it has to do with like you have to be well. Are, okay, people may not like, like your if, message if but, you're not well thought of because of sin. Yeah. Right or because you're a hypocrite, right. or, or those types of things. Yeah, that's yeah. What, that's kind of how I think of it. Yeah. So J- Jesus, that makes sense. right? He was not. Uh, so do you think Jesus could be a pastor? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he kind of is the pastor. Yeah, right. He's, he is the good shepherd. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. That's what pastor means. He's shepherd. Yeah, um, yeah. He's called the good shepherd. He's the head of the church. Yeah, it was. It was. But I, I think it, I thought it was, I think it's an interesting question, but one that. I think having an understanding, like when you read the account account of Jesus, what the reason they're upset with him is not because of hypocrisy, not because of sin, it's because of selfish reasons. They're not getting the gain that they wanted and expected to get, mm-hmm. and so it, it's really revealing their sin versus an anger at sin. So, right. Um, well, I won't. I won't. Okay, so there's there's a, a recent celebrity pastor who had a moral failing. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have to go into that, but the, like for example, some people could levy a charge against him like you're a hypocrite like right. here you are a, a pastor and you know past- right for a pastor that's disqualifying right and so that's why it's disqualifying not because people didn't like his message it's right. because it, it didn't align with, with what he was saying right yeah that makes sense okay so um you know i think you kind of talked about this touched on it a bit but um you were talking about unbelief and there are different levels of unbelief so what are the different different levels of unbelief yeah do you think there's different levels of disbelief or unbelief so I, this one kind of yeah, kind of okay. So okay, I'll, so to, choose what you want, and then I'm going to be the devil's advocate of whatever you don't. I know choose. you of always you do are. this. I, I, I'm, well, I just you in, like mentioned. debate club at Locust Hill. Probably, probably. <laughs> Locust Hill Academy. Probably Locust Hill Academy. I did not go to an academy. There was a, a Christian. A, well, I say Christian. Okay, it was Christian well. name only. But if you didn't go to it, we don't want to hear about it. Okay. Okay, well, I'll tell you, it was really They had a great debate team. I bet they did. They probably did. <laughs> they probably did. <laughs> I, th- I went to the debate team once, but it was only because there was a girl there that was on debate that I wanted to flirt with. But yeah. They told me to leave. Well, good for them. <laughs> good for them, yeah. Shoot. All right, go ahead. So is there... So is there I, I think there can be different... There can be varying degrees of unbelief in the sense that some people are, are like outright deniers of 
of God's existence. Yeah. Some people acknowledge God's existence but deny uh, Jesus' deity. Uh, some people uh, deny just the Christian faith, um, so there's disbelief in that. I think there's even a level of unbelief in the sense that um, I think someone can believe academically or cognitively agree and believe in the existence of God and maybe even acknowledge that Jesus is Lord, that he was born of a virgin and rose from the dead and believe all those things with their head but not repent and believe with their heart. Because um, in, in the New Testament, the, the word believe, pistuo, is the, is the Greek word, and it means to put your trust in something. Mm-hmm. So when we say believe, I think it means to, um, to really lean on, uh, put your whole weight into, if you will. Yeah. And so when, in, in, that, in that sense, I think you can believe cognitively and not believe with your heart. Um, and I also think you can believe certain things uh, without believing all the necessary things to be, to be a Christian. So when I when I read this, um, <laughs> when I read this, I thought to my I thought to myself, okay, so if if you'd asked me prior to, are there different levels of unbelief? My thought was, okay, no, for people who don't believe they don't they don't believe, right? There's, yeah. You don't if there's not there's not a greater unbelief than another type of unbelief. Okay, so I'm not saying that there is, but what I what I do find interesting is that this unbelief marvels Jesus. It's yeah. marveling to him. Yeah, yeah. And and you have other types of um, – and he's willing to overcome some people's unbelief. Mm-hmm. And in this case, their unbelief is so great yeah. that he's like, nah, I'm not going to. Well, there, there are varying degrees of hell and, and different rewards in heaven too. Yeah. The, Bible, the Bible speaks of that. Um, so there's a greater accountability for those who know the gospel, have access to the word of God. So, so for example, I think um, I think those who don't believe in the Bible Belt of America and go to hell are gonna are gonna suffer greater uh, punishments for their sins uh, as those who who never heard the gospel yeah. because because they've they've had it available to them and and I think that's the kind of unbelief that you see in Nazareth because Jesus sees people like that who have they've been the closest to the Messiah. Yeah. They've been closer to the Messiah than anyone. Right. I mean, you, you think of the right. length of his ministry. It, he only he was only in public ministry for three years. Yeah. So the people of Nazareth were around him more than any other people on yeah. earth at that time or in the history of all time. Those people were around the Messiah more than anyone, yeah. and their unbelief was so strong. I think that's why Jesus marvels at it. So you know what it reminded me of? Locust Hill? No. Oh. <laughs> Hebrew 6. Tell me about Hebrew so 6. So Hebrew 6, right, we see this idea that people, that you have individuals who... Um, they see the, uh, the the church meeting, the, the Lord working through the church. We, they, uh, they, I know where you're going. They see the yeah. spiritual giftings at play. They're benefactors of these things, and it says in Hebrews six that if they if they leave, if, if they, they fall away, if they fall away, they uh, don't go after them. It's impossible. It says this. It's impossible for them to be saved. So. Yeah, I don't think that's a yeah. So that passage, I don't think it's talking about people losing their salvation. No, I think not. it's showing that they are so willingly ignorant yeah. of what's been in front of right in front of their faces for so long just like in Nazareth yeah it's, the people was right there in front of them right and and so so I, I thought yeah okay there are varying degrees of unbelief mm-hmm. there has to be but not in the sense that one is both are damning right or all maybe there's more than two what all 
all unbelief <laughs> is damning. The spectrum of unbelief. Yeah, this all, if you're on the spectrum of unbelief, it's all damning, <laughs> it and you need to repent of your sin and right. trust Jesus. But, but but we do see there there is there is some unbelief. There's a degree of unbelief where the Lord is, uh, you know, shakes his dirt off the shoes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's what happens in Mark chapter six, right? Yeah. So that's why you can't go home. You can't go home. Jeez. I think I found the origin, by the way, of you can't go home. Did you? Yeah. It's I'm the, glad you're a fan it's of the, working. It's the, it's the, I can't think of the name completely. It's the protection agency, like the FBI. Is that what you were trying to do? You were trying yeah, to look that up? Like, you were trying to get cell reception Trying to here. send my message I thought to you were like, we were at a concert and you were waving like, <laughs> we're singing a what's, what's rock like ballad or something. When you're in trouble and the FBI has to move you, it's like a protection agency. Witness protection. Witness protection. That's where it comes from. That's where it comes from? You can't go home. Yeah. That's what they say to everybody. It's like detectives say when they're like interrogating a witness, like, <laughs> "You can't go home. You can't go home." I think that's where it comes from. Ever Sorry. again. Well, I don't think it does. So, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Do not believe that. That is my unbelief for the day. So if it's we from Little Big Town, it is, and I can't that's like every from. time I say that. Now I'm singing the song in my head. Is my that head, a band? So. Yeah. yeah. Little Big it's Town. Like Cypress Creek or wherever they, you come from. Locust Hill. No, no, no Little Big Town. Yeah, they, they did they did a song with Travis Tritt once. No. No, they didn't. They didn't. Oh, yeah, they did. It was, it's, that was, it's, although that would be a great dude. That would, dude, be, really oh, that would be a great collab. Tell me about it. Uh, if you, <sighs> I'm hey, getting chills little, thinking about little it. Little Big Town and Travis, if you guys are listening. Be great. Make that happen. Yeah. Oh, little Big. Old TT. I know, I know Travis listens to the podcast sometimes. Yeah, he, we got a shout out. You yeah. got a shout out that one time, so he must be following you. Yeah, I'll tweet it at him. He might. He might give it a listen. Yeah. <laughs> so back to unbelief. So if we expect unbelief, won't we give up easier? If we expect unbelief, we'll give yeah, up and easier. And your evangelism. If, I, if you were to expect unbelief, like how hard are you really going to try? So I'm going to be like, I don't believe. Like, All right, well, that's what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise here. Duh, you do. That's what they said that was going to happen. Let me dust off my shoes and keep yeah. on marching. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, what, if... if no, I mean I think that's a valid um that's a valid tendency. Um that that is real, I think. So you know, I think but the, I think the the rest of scripture um, implores us to fight against that. I mean, you look yeah. at Jesus's model, what's he do? Like immediately after he leaves Nazareth, it says he goes about town after town preaching the gospel still. Yeah. Yeah. Um so he he does he does acknowledge their unbelief and leave them in their unbelief, but he continues to go and preach, and then right after, right after his visit to Nazareth, um, which is what we're going to be preaching on this coming Sunday, he sends out his disciples to do the same thing to go to town after town after town to preach the gospel. So, um, and I think it's telling that he went back to Nazareth after they tried to throw him off a cliff. Yeah. So he didn't. He didn't just give up on people because they didn't believe. He he tried multiple times. Yeah, I think if you, I think if your heart is like I'm going to give up on people because they didn't hear me the first time. Yeah. I think I, 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 that's not the command that we see. But I think there's something wrong, kind of in your like in, in your own part, in your own head, of how you're approaching um, evangelism or, or the Great Commission. I think it says a lot about you know how we how Jesus went back to Nazareth to give him you know a second chance um, to listen to the gospel. Um, I, I think it says a lot about how we should approach people too who are unbelievers. Um, like I rem- <laughs> I remember one time in my small town. Um, I was in science class with a friend who um, was a believer, and um, there was this guy who was kind of, um, like, he would pick at her almost every day. 
um, because he knew if he could get her, her like really stirred up about something, she would like go off the deep end. Like yeah. she was kind of like the flip, flip the tables kind of girl, like yeah. lose her crap. But it was over Jesus, Jesus and church. Jesus was like that too. I mean, she was he, too uh, this day apparently. Yeah. And um, <laughs> she, you know, she literally like day after day after day, this guy like really tried his best to get under her skin and um like she did lose it one day and she flipped a table and she said a lot of not so she nice literally things. flipped the table flipped the table and those are pretty big old tables in science class yeah like the lab um, tables like, like the yeah top. it was like she yeah. became the hulk or something and yeah. she was she was one of my best friends and the teacher's like you need to go check on her because she like ran out of the room afterwards and i was like i ain't going near her she's crazy <laughs> but you know i think it says a lot about jesus like how we are supposed to um, approach unbelievers. Um, she had tried, this friend of mine had tried uh, many times to witness to this guy. And I, I don't think that it was because he didn't believe. I think he mostly did it because he wanted to see, he wanted to get a reaction out of her. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times, um, when, as Christians, we get very defensive. Like if somebody has a different belief than us, or they want to try to tell us what something means in the Bible and different things. And so like, you know, Jeremy, if you're a friend of mine that I've tried to share the gospel with before, like I might come at you like yeah. guns blazing, like ready to share the gospel right. with you again. And that's kind of not what Jesus did. Um, you know, Jesus. Oh, we have a caller? Yeah. Wait, <laughs> I should put her on. Steve. As if she doesn't know that this is what we're doing right now. It's Steve. Again, call him back. But no, I, th- I think that says a lot about that Jesus, you know, went back with, um, with you know, just love and sincerity trying to. Yeah, he went back and taught in the synagogue a second time. Like yeah. the very scene of the crime, like yeah. the, the same, this, almost the exact same situation. He did it again. So, I think that shows us that we should persevere have and not ever, give up on people. Have you ever lost your temper sharing the gospel? <laughs> oh, I thought you were just asking if he's ever lost I'm his a, temper like, in general. We know you have. I don't know. Me? I, yeah, yeah course, you yes. d- I, definitely have. I definitely yeah, you, I've heard you tell lots of stories about about you know getting getting angry yeah mm-hmm. i called my brother stupid it was like when i was a new believer i was like oh, you're an idiot i don't know nothing nothing not jumps off the top of my head about uh, a specific memory but i'm yeah. sure i have i'm yeah. sure i've gotten at least frustrated yeah. with people um when i feel like they're they're being offensive or whatever i'm sure yeah i'm sure i've gotten that way my, my sisters were really patient with me because i was kind of I, I was kind of like the fellow who um the, the victim of your friend yeah um the bully yeah yeah well with them i mean like i would <laughs> wait sounds like he she was the bully she was kind of threatening him with flipping over the table <laughs> you're this gracious poor guy so uh I, maybe i heard a different story than everybody guy, else he was just trying to seek out some he answers was asking questions yeah mm-hmm. so i would ask my sisters like i remember them being like hey you just want some personal relationship i'm like have him email me he's all powerful like kind of being yeah. a, kind of being a jerk but yeah. like like I honestly, some of it came from just a. I remember telling them this. Like I you actually want to said be- that to your sisters. Oh yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. Um. But I was like, I, w- I wanted them to. They weren't my sisters at the time, but they became my sisters. Um. Not spiritually speaking. Like our parents got <laughs> yeah, married. I was like, where are you going? With <laughs> yeah. That? That, I don't that, know. Our parents got married. Yeah. So okay. no, but the uh, but it was funny because like I wanted um like I remember telling them like I want to believe like you like just like when I kind of put down that defensive posture. Yeah. Like, I want to believe like you, but like. I just, I just can't, like, I can't get there. And so, it, but they were super patient and they were, I mean, her, them and their friends, they were super patient with me and spent a lot that's, of time. That's such a key thing of evangelism though. Yeah. It's like, you can't make someone believe. Like I, if I don't believe something, I can't just, I can't choose to believe. I have to, I have to, my mind has to be changed. 
Right. And and it, it, spiritually, I mean, the Bible's clear. It's not done by evidential reasoning. It's, no. It's done by the Holy Spirit. And it, so you're dealing with something that is in God's sovereign hands. Yeah. And, and they, they could have acted like a jerk, right? They At times they had a right to probably be offended by some things I've said. But they they were so patient and so kind and— um, it was it was it's really cool to see kind of looking back because they were young man they were young and they were they were just they it was the Lord really used them it's just it's just interesting but what's Jesus say he says a prophet is without honor yeah like what Jesus calls out is their lack of honoring of him mm-hmm. he doesn't even uh, verbally call out their unbelief he calls out their lack of honor um, and so I think that's telling too because even even when we like when I when I am sharing the gospel and I listen to someone who's not a Christian. And I listen to their beliefs that I believe are wrong, or views that I think are faulty. Yeah. I still honor, I still honor them as an image bearer of God. Like right. I, I still respect them and yeah. listen. You're not like dumb. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> yeah, like you don't do that. Yeah. Um, you show honor, and right. that's and that's um, and that's being, you know, that's just being fellow image bearers of of God, and and then and th- trying to do it in love, and not being thin skinned, right? Because you can easily, it, it, and I think that's what Jesus says, you know, in, in, in was it Luke ten, the idea of, um, you know, if, if they if they despise you, they're just despising the, the. It's not not to take it personally, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Does anybody have anything else? Well, well, I did want to give a shout out to uh, oh who another another artist friend of mine. He makes music. Um, his name is Bon Jovi. <laughs> He's, he listens sometimes too. Uh, he has a song, um, "Who Says You Can't Go Home." Stop. He does. I know he he actually didn't. No, Bon Jovi. Yeah, did he? Yeah. That with? Yeah. Yeah. Baker actually sent it to me while we were talking. I actually I have that one. I think I have that version we're gonna, on my phone. We're actually. gonna go jam to these. Well, you know what? I actually so I thought you were gonna sing "Don't Stop Believing," but that's a that's Journey. <laughs> totally I don't know, different you, group. I don't know yeah. what starts singing it. The, Living uh, on a Prayer is what you were thinking of from Bon Jovi. There's the oh whoa. There is okay. I know the saying. I know the saying. I know the saying, and I, you're just missing <laughs> the other half. You can't. Well, no, no. You can't go home, but you have to get out of here. Isn't that? Isn't that a saying? You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Oh, you don't have to. That's go home. for the people that's, at the bars okay. or okay. leaving my house. I'm gonna combine yeah, the group knots. I'm gonna combine uh, the two. You can't go home, but you gotta leave. Yeah, that works. This is better. I don't know. Uh, uh, All right. Maybe you can wear a bag over your head next week or something. Oh, man. That hurts. All right. So next week we continue. We're wrapping it up, but where are you guys going now? Where am I going? Uh, Grocery shopping. Mm. Because you can't go home. (laughs) That should be the the subtitle of this podcast. From Force Theology, you can't go home. (laughs) 